You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's Uncle Silk. It's your boy, 35, the All-American. And Dan. Hey, not a bad week to come pod. Got some beautiful news, beautiful weather in the air. How you feeling? Y'all good? I'm I mean, feeling perfect. The look, sun is still out. It's hot outside, bro. Like, how's it already, what? like... Hot. You said perfect, and you said hot. I'm not. I'm not mad at the weather, though. You think it's hot where you at? It's hot in Gainesville. Oh, man, it's hot, bro. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We got good weather here. What, 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 what's, what's, the, what's the definition of good weather? What That's a good is. question. Let's see. It is currently. This is great radio. It yeah, is. It is eight degrees right now. That's why it's a podcast, not radio. Yeah, yeah we well, just Eighty-two up here, so ain't that bad. Earlier, it felt like it was 100. Did you guys have a good weekend? I had a beautiful weekend, man. I was in Jacksonville hanging for a little bit um, at my grandmother's funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, good time. Got to see some family. Like, it was a celebration more than than um, a lot of mourning. So we, we had a good time. Got to catch up with some family. I caught Orlando on the way back down, let the wife do some shopping. Headed to Chicago this week. So, woo. Okay, okay. Hey, some I got, jaddies, some, I got some recommendations for you. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, how the weather out there? It was snowing today. Well, <laughs> I just I just messed around and told my son on accident. It's supposed to be a surprise to them, but I'm podcasting in here, and he just got like the inside of the heat real quick. Oh, you're gonna have some good weather. It's gonna be cold on Friday, but it'll warm up Saturday and Sunday. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hook me up with the spots. You let me know where I need to go, Dan. Yeah, you I know, got you. You're traveling, man. You got me. I, I used like to go. I've been I I have been to Chicago more times than I want to count, and I got some places for you to be, my friend. How was your weekend? It was good, man. It was good. Um, I I had to work quite a bit. I had just a lot of work to catch up on. Um, I was able to uh, to make it out golfing a little bit, and then uh, last night I went to this uh, like haunted speakeasy. Um, there's like a little pop-up that was in Tampa was like for like two weeks and it was at what the bottom that? basement of this like church that like one time like partially burned down and they gave you drinks and told some stories of some like old ghost stories of like Tampa. It was pretty cool. I mean, it's just a, a little kitschy niche thing, but, but it was, uh, like a pop-up event. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> what, what was it called? So yeah, so it was called the haunting, uh, pretty cool event. Um, shout out to Tampa for trying to do some different and unique things. Uh, cultural is an Ebor. Uh, it's always a fun uh, time over in Ebor City. A uh, quick uh, little public service announcement. We just lost a mod. His internet's going crazy, so he's going to work on it. So hopefully he'll be able to join us back on the show. Uh, but if not, uh, we'll text him and try to get his opinion on a few things. Um, with, that, <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, let's um, – Let's jump into a topic uh, that Ahmad would not have any opinions on first, and that's recruiting. So before we do that, let's give a shout-out to our friends over at the Thomas Firm, which is going to help you handle insurance claims to your property damage, to your home or business. 
Uh, they have well over 20 years of experience dealing with da uh, roof damage, leaks from storms, water damage, hail damage, hurricanes, sinkholes, and fires. Work all over the state of Florida from western Panhandle all the way down to the Florida Keys. So if you suspect that you have damaged your home, give them a call for a free consultation to ensure that your insurance company pays what you are owed. Give them a call at 813-221-2525 or visit them at tntattorneys.com. Again, 813-221-2525. All right, so let's get into recruiting. Big week in recruiting since last week. Uh, before we do that, um, the NCAA is recommending at their next meeting that the recruiting dead period um, is going to end in June, which would allow on-campus visits, would allow some more contact. Uh, so not finalized yet, but that would be a big change um, to recruiting. And so we're hopeful that the NCAA passes that rule. I don't see any reason unless there's a massive spike that that won't happen. So that's good news for recruiting. Um, yeah, other I think news that's uh, very, very good news. Uh, I think a lot of teams like Miami benefited not being a teams, not being able to take on business and do all that stuff last cycle. I think it's going to be a little bit of change. Um, they, they have a slow start right now. I know, I know they've been a little bit more diligent with what they're doing, but you're going to see some programs that benefited from that last year not benefit from it this year. Yeah, I you know, it, it's going to be interesting. You know, Florida has a lot going on on campus. Uh, they're building the new football facility and, and obviously wanting to – and being able to show that – Plus, building relationships in person. You know, Florida has a couple new staff members on their team, uh, a couple new player personnel folks. Uh, so building relationships with people in person, I've always thought is going to be the, the best way that Florida wins. Obviously, Florida doesn't have the best, you know, overall recruiting, you know, staff, and, and that's fine. But, you know, they're – I have a take. Yeah, what's your take? I think everybody that he's, he's hired um, – I like all damn rehires. I think yep. the first hires were all about continuity, but I like all his rehires tend to be guys that can recruit a little better. Yeah, I think so. And we'll get into it a little Even bit McGee. later. I, well, you know, Garrick McGee came in and spoke to the, uh, to the press corps a couple days ago, and we'll go over some of his quotes later. Uh, but I know he was very, very impressive. Obviously, he has a big track record. You know, we kind of – we didn't dog the hire, but we just thought that it was, it was quick. Uh, you know, I talked to – safe. Yeah, I talked to some folks on the staff that said, hey, they thought Brian Johnson might leave for either a head coaching job or another opportunity just to further his career. Uh, but, you know, Garrick McGee was the guy that they had uh, in waiting. So I think that he's doing well. I think that he's being able to build some relationships. The crime dog obviously has a reputation for recruiting. And then Jules Montaner, you know, still, uh, you know, work in progress for that. Uh, but certainly, you know, we could see, you know, where, where that ends up. But, you know, could be, could be good news. Yeah, um, I like I like what McGee sounded like on the trail. He's making a lot of noise. Um, and like for everything we thought we were losing with with Brian Johnson, he picked up the slack at that point. So like uh, McGriff hire, I think he's a good recruiter. I want to see what Jules do on the trail. That's the question mark right now. But I think all the hires, even when you look at Tate Turner out the Sal left, um, Turner recruited better than Sal when once once on Turner got on. So I think everybody yep. that brought on have, has been better recruited. So. Um, we just need some more people to just kind of maybe get more jobs or promotion somewhere else. <laughs> I love it. And uh, well, let's just, we'll, we'll touch on that recruiting just off the field real quick. Kevin Bolden, who is uh, Southern Miss's uh, former wide receiver coach um, has been hired by the university of Florida uh, to be uh, one of the new assistant directors of player personnel. There was two openings 
there's another hire that is imminent. There are some rumors out there. Uh, try to get some confirmation on any of those names that are swirling around in the rumor mill. Have not gotten any of those yet, uh, but there is still one more position that Flora is looking to add. Uh, but Kevin Bolden, uh, Mississippi guy, uh, a lot of connections to the state of Mississippi, a lot of connections to the junior colleges. Um, obviously, you know, familiar with Dan Mullen from his time at Mississippi State. So uh, we'll be interesting to see him, but welcome Kevin Bolden to the staff. Other news before we get into the commitments, uh, Dewan Black, Florida's uh, linebacker, safety, a star signee from this previous class and then two classes ago, uh, has said on Twitter that he is done with all of his classes and will be enrolling here soon. So shout out to him for working hard uh, and making it to campus. All right, so let's break down right after the show on Monday, I believe, uh, quarterback Nick Evers out of Texas, three-star quarterback, uh, who we talked about in depth, uh, announced his commitment to the University of Florida. And, yes, sir. And this weekend just won uh, QB of the week at the Dallas Under Armour camp. So uh, yes, Nick sir. Evers joins the uh, recruiting or uh, joins the recruiting class as the uh, mainstay at, at quarterback. What are your thoughts on him? Are you excited about the addition? Absolutely. I'm excited about the addition. Um, I never questioned Dan Mullen's eye for a quarterback. Anybody he chooses, I know is going to be a quarterback that can um, potentially uh, at least move the ball. Like, I don't, I, I'll never expect a bad take from um, Dan Mullen at quarterback. Um, so I know I, I like Evers. I think the upside's there, big arm, athletic abilities there. Um, if he's focusing just on football, I think you're going to see his stock rise like you're seeing at these camps. Now that he's focusing just on football, but he can make all the throws, dog. 6'3, big kid, mm -hmm. physical. We don't need him to play right away. He's going to be a program guy that can go through the program, uh, get with Savage, get bigger, do what he got to do. And when it's, when it's time for his number to get called, I think Dan's going to have him develop where he needs to be developed. Um, I think he's going to rise up too. I think he's going to be a four star before it's all said and done. Yeah, if, if not, If not in the next like couple months before, before fall camp, he may be a four star. So you know how in the rankings, if you get like an offer from Alabama, all of a sudden you shoot up from like being ranked like 1,000 all the way up to like 100. Right. I feel like if you're a quarterback and Dan Mullen offers you and you commit, you got to be able – that should be an automatic rise. You know what I mean? I feel like he's earned that reputation. Yeah, in logic, but in like <laughs> in selling like recruit articles and everything else, I don't think that makes a lot of sense, you know? like That's a good point. Uh, in the recruiting world, they give Georgia because – I mean, it pays and it looks good when George is hot. So when they think Kirby only wants the best of the best, and they know sometimes um, Dan a seller for some guys. Yeah. So I think the reputation hurts Dan in that in that matter because I think he'll settle for some guys every now and then, and and the evaluators know that. So they probably discredit him a little bit for that. But if he wants you, you're good enough to play at a Power Five or at in Gainesville if he wants you. Yeah, I only meant at quarterback, but um, but yeah, no, I got you, I got you. Yeah, he'll settle there too, Dan. <laughs> well, we might get, we might get. It may be a right? good settle. I'm yeah. not saying like you know, what I'm saying like you went from a five star to Nick Evers. Think good, good eye for a quarterback. Um, not just you want to get. I want to get credit to Garrick too. Like yeah, that that was a fine hit. The quarterback board changed when he got here. It's a big shift, and I like the way this kid and the upside of this kid over Jacurry Brown. I don't know who won Jacurry Brown over this kid. But I like this kid's upside way better. He, he's a, a guy that can throw the ball. And we're going to talk about the way I spring is going right now. But, mm -hmm. yeah, we need guys that can pitch the ball around and not be complete projects when they get on campus. Yeah, uh, he definitely had some great film from the Under Armour. And, obviously, when you're watching a highlight tape, you're only getting the best of the best. But when you have reporters out there like they were in Dallas, the kid looks like he can fling the ball. So, uh, like you said, add some weight. 
you know, a couple years behind, you know, Anthony Richardson, Emory Jones, you know, Carlos Del Rio and the rest of the gang, you know, pardon me. Uh, I think that he's, he, he's definitely going to be a, a good prospect to work with. He has the, the tools. And it, seems like kids wanna, it seems like kids want to play with him. Like I, I like the buzz around him. Like he's going to the 707 events. He's recruiting himself. It sounds like kids, big time recruits. Um, you got a uh, teammate on his 707 team is a little buzz about right now. But kid, you want to get kids that kids want to play with, and he's one of those guys. You, you always need, you always need some of those guys. I mean, them, them the guys that's gonna get you the extra talent that you can't really get, or you know, these guys be, you know, they texting or whatnot and hanging out together. Mm-hmm. You know, the coach can't be there, man. You know, them boys can tell each other something that the coach can't. I know I can tell my homeboy something that I can't go just tell Mullen or you know what I'm saying, right? So, um, you know, they got the extra insight. They can recruit from a, like how's that player recruiting go? Like when a player recruiting you, he can say he can tell you the stuff that the oh, coach play, can't tell them, you. Them, like yeah, coach can't boys. tell you about the bras, right? Yeah, no, nah, they can't. They can't tell you about the, about the shoes, man. <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> but I, 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 I can say that uh, you know Tebow, Spikes, and Percy, they kind of like recruited each other. So right. uh, yeah, so I think Percy, you know, wanted to play with Tebow and, and, and Spikes and those guys. So um, that, that that can definitely be a plus side, man, if, if, uh, if it's done right. Yeah, absolutely. So not long after he committed on last Thursday, Florida received a commitment from offensive tackle Tony Livingston out of Carrollwood Day here in Tampa, uh, 6'6", 260 pounds, um, four-star uh, on the 247 composite, ranked 156th overall in the number 19 offensive tackle in the country. Uh, huge upside, obviously has you know a bit of weight that he's going to be able to add, uh, but definitely a Smaller, uh, I guess going to be a he's going to be a good one, I think. Yes, sir. More upside. Uh, I don't know if you got to check him out or not, but basketball player, so you know the footwork going to be elite. He's going to be able to yeah, do what he got to do for sure at, at offensive tackle. But um, and I guess we'll get to see him some more. Of this like, like these are these are guys with basketball players are high upside that got big potential and and they're just not turning to football full time. So we'll get to see Livingston full time this fall and see how he developing and how his development is going. But um. Four stars just off of potential. So mm-hmm. even the evaluators see the potential there. A guy that's in state in Florida, the offensive tackles that we need to land to keep in state, bro. I don't care yeah. how we get them. Like we we could some people are complaining about the, his lack of weight. Like they some people are gonna complain about Ethan's overweight. And they're gonna complain about the kids that are underweight. Like you can't yeah. win. Like all these guys but, gotta but be that's developed. What I'm saying. Like that's when you ask him, okay, what, what's the perfect weight? Like so don't yeah, come on. Well, yeah, well not only that. No, no background with, with researching players and stuff, but they're gonna tell they're gonna give you some bogus number that they feel like that, like that's their that, that's what they feel like they should be. Like well, and, my, and mind you, this kid's like a really good basketball player too. He's gonna be a preferred walk-on of the Gators basketball program. I'm not sure if he's gonna play. I know that that's what he's looking to do. Um, you know, but where a lot of football players or a lot of, you know, athletes might go play basketball after football season's done, you know, just to kind of stay in shape, but they may not play very much. Uh, you know, he's losing a ton of weight to go play basketball. Right. So, you know, he, you know, sits in that weight room with Savage, gets on a meal plan, isn't playing basketball every day. Um, yeah, obviously your body has to be very different to play basketball than it is to play off the tackle. I mean, the, the kid is going to be a good one, I think. And, you know, 40 I think rather game as a guy. Tackle. As a guy that's really into big, like shrimp, shrimp training and all that type of shit, uh, like you rather be have to gain than lose. Yeah, bro. Any any day. Yeah. Any day. Yeah, I think sure. Nick Savage even said the same. When I asked um, him if he would rather turn a fat guy skinny or a skinny guy fat. Yeah. Also, also, also too, bro. Uh, I've heard some of these coaches 
um, is more common now that they also want guys that, that play multiple sports. I know a lot of these guys want to play football and then go play seven on seven in the off season. Man, you go play these diff- different types of sports. They they activate different types of muscles. Muscles, too, bro. correct? Yeah, correct, bro. So correct. so you mm-hmm. so you activate different muscles all the whole year instead of activating the same ones. Does that make sense? It and, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. So. So, you know, if, if guys are listening who's, who, who's trying to make that transition or if parents are listening that got kids that trying to think about playing one or two sports, man, I, let them play both. Let me tell you what, man. I took my son out to play soccer uh, yeah. last year, and I started seeing, like, even in, like, the evaluate. I don't know nothing about soccer. I never played soccer. There wasn't no soccer leagues in Belgrade, baby. Uh, <laughs> it was just football bus. We didn't have no basketball leagues. Uh, my uh, bat- yeah. Football, baseball, that's it. But uh, I'm watching my son play soccer and I'm watching these drills. I was just like, "Yo, I got to keep him in this." This from a footwork perspective, your footwork. yeah, yeah. And seeing like the the agility of, of, of some of the stuff that they got to do, I was like, "Bro, he just needs Man, you, to be in you're this." You doing that? You doing that with a with a soccer ball? Just imagine right. with a soccer ball and you got to get around these cones. Like you gonna yeah. get better, you know? So of course, yeah, for sure. Dan, you gonna play soccer, Dan? That's what we're trying to say. Yeah, you you get through them ladders a little better if you got that soccer in you, Dan. I, can, I still cannot believe Redell came on the show and lied on my name. No, no, no. Redell don't strike me as. I mean, uh, 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 Redell don't strike me as a liar. <laughs> nah, bro. And guess what? He has an guy. Don't for, for Redell to lie, man. Nah, you're clean. You know, Ahmad. There's no reason for me to lie. You know. Man, I see reason. I don't know, Dan. I can probably name a couple reasons. I got you. I got you. Oh, man. Uh, so, Tony Livingston, uh, offensive tackle. Excited to bring him on board. And then finally, uh, over the weekend, the Gators grab a commitment uh, from C.J. Hawkins. Uh, he is a guy that is absolutely flying off the handle right now in terms of offers. Uh, recently offered God Tennessee, bless. Alabama. Go ahead. No, my bad. I'm on no, my you're good. I said we got blessed with that one. So shout yeah. out to uh, CJ Hawkins. I love that commitment. Go, you can finish then. Go ahead. No, no, no. Shout out to his mom from going to UF about twenty years ago. She's a uh, she's a Gator grad. Uh, he grew up a Gator fan. Uh, six foot seven, two hundred and twenty pounds. Not ranked right now, uh, but like I said, does hold offers from you know obviously Florida, Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, Florida State, Georgia, Georgia Tech, uh, Michigan State, Ole Miss, Tennessee, South Carolina, Texas, uh, UCF. So. Um, all sorts of programs are after him. A guy that you know still hasn't got offered by Yale, so you know his academics are certainly in order. And Stanford, so um, just a guy that is going to be a you guy. Know, he's going to be the guy, I think. Yeah, he's um, a guy. Yeah, he's very raw right now, uh, but he, that's a guy that I, I think by this time next year, when you know when rankings are done and everything else, I mean I think that that's a mid mid four star guy. Um, but he's going to be an incredible player, I think, at the University of Florida. I think his upside is high enough to get him like French, like 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 top seventy five type guy. Yeah, like his upside. Um, if he had committed to Bam, he'd probably get that ranking like off the rip. He's a basketball player, same type of th- same type of get up with uh, Livingston. Uh, upside guy, a lot of potential. Just starting to take football serious. Didn't play football before. Uh, I read his in- interview with uh, Mark Willow on Inside the Inside the Gators. Yep. Um, good interview. He kind of broke down his process of why he went back to football. Mom was a UF fan, and he was kind of waiting on that offer. Uh, Nick Saban, he had a committable offer to Bama. And this is a guy who hasn't been playing football that long. So you could tell, like, if Bama want him, Georgia want him, this should be a, a high four-star type of guy. Um, 
good a good a good win. But you gotta take it, you gotta win your layups, right? You I'm, have I'm, to. I'm, 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 I'm gonna take my layups. Brew Brew is cooking with because I think Brew got another tight end that, that he's gonna cook with a little bit on some elite. You're gonna have two high four-star commits when it's all said and done. So I think Brew got some going in the tight end room, but you gotta you gotta make your layups. And this is us making a layup on this one. Right. And I think that this is going to be a guy that everybody was, is, is going to be after, right? I mean, if he didn't come in as early, you know, to play one year of football and get offered by Alabama and Stanford and some of these other schools is it's not, it's not as easy as it sounds. Right. So um, I think that he's going to be a guy that, you know, is still learning, still getting technique down. So getting route running down and everything else. So he's probably a few years away. I mean, I don't expect, him to come on you know after two years of playing football and make an immediate impact as a freshman you know but maybe as a sophomore and a junior uh once he really learns the game he's getting coached by some great coaches there at berkeley prep and then obviously getting uh coached up by brewster and the rest of the staff over there that i mean this is a, a potential that, future when, when NFL that, player. yeah when you're that athletic you know you got soft hands he's a big man in basketball mm-hmm. so when you're in the when you're the athletic i don't think it takes a whole lot like like antonio gates we've seen these guys do this yep. these tight ends um, what's the guy from Miami? Um, the, the the big boy that's, that was at the Saints doing it for a little bit. Um, Graham, Graham. Jimmy, Jimmy Graham. Graham. Like these big forwards that that have soft hands already understand jumping jump balls, position positioning themselves. Like, it ain't a hard transition for them. And plus, he played football before. It's just him getting back into the game, getting reacquired, getting reacquainted to the game a little bit. But I think he's ready to go. Athleticism is there. He should yeah, dominate this um, high school stuff. Absolutely. Also, uh, like you said, big basketball guy actually holds offers from USF, Western Michigan, uh, and IUPUI to uh, to play basketball too. So, an exceptionally athletic kid, smart kid. Uh, definitely excited to have him on board. I think Florida's about to uh, to pop off a little bit more over the next couple of weeks. Let's here. pop off, Dan. <laughs> Let's do it, baby. Let's um, pop off, Dan. <laughs> So, like, you know what I'm saying? You got to fix the baby. You got to put a little bit more sauce on it. Um, <laughs> put a little bit more seasoning. Uh, we've been we've been down when it was down, but y'all already know how I get down. Uh, when it's up, I'm up. You know what I'm saying? If so, it's up, then it's stuck. It's stuck, black. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we're getting a little buzz right now. Brew got things popping. Brew getting in his bag every time. Uh, we're getting a little smoke on the timeline. So, Shout out to Tim Brewster. You know, uh, the word out in the streets is we're going to have a good couple of months here. We'll see what's up. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. So <coughs> me, me, you, and uh, and Connor, going to do a facts-only show here in the next couple Let's of weeks. Let's go. We'll break it down a little bit more, but very, very excited about the prospects of what Florida has uh, cooking, and, and I think that you have a, a staff I'm that's committed. Back. I'm getting back in my recruits, though. I know I've been slacking a little bit. I had a lot going on personally, you know, and, and a lot of business stuff, but – this recruiting thing, I'm full time, man. You know, I gotta keep, I gotta keep my ear to the streets, Dan. I, I I'm here for you. you. Keep your ear to the streets, uh, and in nine months, you know, hopefully, uh, all those guys you learned about are in this class. You know, oh no, I just want to know the info. Like, I can't yeah. promise y'all they're gonna get in the class. I ain't a recruiter. You just want the <laughs> info. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're That's like me. You just want to be in the know. That's all. That's it. I just yeah. want to know what's it's, going on. It's not my job to recruit them. I just want to no. know who they're recruiting and how they're doing. Right. Don't get mad at me. I'm just gonna relay the info. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, let's get on to uh, to spring practice and let's give a shout out to our friends over at Roof Soldier, which is a veteran owned company that is going to help you with all aspects of residential and commercial roof replacement and repair. Hurricane season is just a couple months away. So make sure that your roof is in good, stable condition before we get into that. 
work all over the state of Florida, give them a call 1-877-ROOFSFL or visit them at roofsoldier.com. Again, tell them Stadium and Gale sent you and you will get at least a couple hundred dollars off your roof replacement. All right, boys. Um, Silk, I know that you dropped some gems in our chat the other day about the spring scrimmage. So do you want to go over uh, some of those? Yeah, I'll go over what I have. Um, these are not my gems. These are gems I got from people off a of message board. But I think uh, just, just going over all the, the chats and the message boards, everything, you kind of see what matches and don't match. Um, a lot of information is the same. But the, the rumor is the offense is struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like our second scrimmage. Emory, uh, Emory didn't have a good scrimmage is the rumor. Uh, Say so he looked uncomfortable. He had a, he did throw a touchdown to Jacob Copeland. It was like a 40-yard connection. Uh, him and Justin uh, short connected on some things. But he's just saying the offense looking a little clunky. Uh, Richardson came in, and he, he showed uh, some, some sparks. But overall, the offense is just looking clunky. What do you make of it? I don't make a whole lot of spring. I know with spring, um, my take is Dan Munn's going to throw a lot at Emory Jones. They're going to load the box. They're going to give him everything he's going to have to see in the fall to kind of like let him know what it's going to be like because teams mm-hmm. are going to make him throw the ball. So they got to make that situation for that like him right like, – like right now they got to make that situation the same, like crowd the box in practice and scrimmages, uh, make him have to throw the ball. I don't know how much is live because he's a guy that can scramble and a guy that has to run the ball for this offense to get going. I don't know if they're letting him just run and get tackled. So it's a, it's a lot of offense that I don't think we're going to be able to see, but they got to throw a lot at him. I expect the offense to struggle up until like fall camp. No, no this is the time that you, you struggle right here. You don't struggle in fall camp. The, the right. things that you got to get clean, you struggle in fall camp, but you, you're getting better. That's when you're supposed to you get, take it off the ground running right there. Right, so this is supposed to be the down and dirty. When you see everything, when you're learning, when you when it, like you said, they're throwing everything at him, everything possible right now, and you still learning some of your offensive plays. You think they don't make, put in new offensive plays? So we run the same offensive plays for for four years? No, they right. put in new offense too. So you got to learn those as well. So this is the time where it's supposed to be sloppy, where um, guys make mistakes and whatnot. Because when fall get here, it's time to go. Amar, um, uh, real quick, because I remember, like, I was on the message boards heavy, especially during y'all, y'all, y'all era. That's when I was really learning this mm-hmm. whole troll game and, and figuring out recruiting. <laughs> so, you know, I, I put in my work. Um, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of rumors about how bad Tebow practiced. Was that was that rumor true? Um, I mean, it, it, his bad is 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 another person's good. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't ter- it wasn't terrible, but we used to just do everything, bro, and. You got to understand, they, their timing and everything has to be on point. Not on ours, don't on defense. So when we blitz and all that, we don't have to have timing. I mean, kind of, but they're the ones that, that's going to be more affected by stuff that's new or something that's, that they haven't seen before. If we see something we ain't seen before, we're going to cover two. We're going to play right. to the next down. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. Now, they get a blitz that they never seen before. That can be a that, that's, that's disaster waiting to happen. So... Um, I don't think he practiced bad, but that's when we used to throw the book at him. And then you got to imagine, we won a national championship with one of the greatest defenses ever, and then they came back again, right? So right. so now we, we got so much experience. When we came back again, that was like third, third year in the same defense, right? So, again, offense making new plays and, and, and trying mm-hmm. to learn new things and whatnot. We moving two on the go, so. 
Because it is. I like I like that perspective. It is a new offense. It, it's not yeah, going right, to be the same right, offense. Right. They're doing a completely yeah. – the offensive line is getting a new install. The running backs are getting a new install. Everybody's pretty much getting a new offensive install right now. So they're doing a completely overhaul of the offense. Yeah, and your three biggest offensive weapons, well, four, including Kyle Trask, are gone, right? I mean, Kyle Pitts, right. Grimes, and Tony are all gone. So you're bringing in new folks. You're bringing in new people. It's going to be slow. It's going to be different. And also – he may have had an off day. They, they also may have been working on things. I mean, it's so tough to have an outside perspective, you know, and I don't know who the source was or anything else. It's sometimes so hard to know if players having a good day or bad day, just because, you know, they maybe missed some passes, right? Because maybe the person wasn't where they were supposed to be, or maybe the, the blocking didn't work or, or maybe they were trying to do something else and in timing and everything else. So I always take right. these reports with a grain of salt, just because you sometimes just know, don't know. I'm not saying that Emory Jones didn't have or did have a great practice, but I always take these, you know, you, you always have to just kind of think of what are you trying to do in a scrimmage? And what well, are you like trying to do in a practice? Right, I like the notes because then we can take it to the next level. Like the, the writers do their job with just putting yep. out rumors that they're hearing, and then we can kind of expound it and give our opinions on, like a little perspective on the content that they provided already. Right, so it's like, all right, we had a spring practice. Um, Emory didn't perform well. Okay, let's 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 lay it all out on the table. Oh, uh, we're installing a new offense. Um, I think he's going to be playing a veteran defense up front, at least in the front seven, some very elite guys. Yep. Um, so, I, And I think our offensive line is going to be uh, fairly green um, mm -hmm. from my perspective. And I, I would love to see – and we're going to talk about offensive line a little later. I would love to see DeLance maybe move out the way and we get a little younger, a little bit more younger, to be honest with you. But you're looking at two defensive transfer – tackle transfer – I'm sorry. Two defensive tackle transfers that came in. So you got better leadership up there, and you got guys like Gravon Dexter and Watson that are just freaks that can move guys. So I expect with a new install offensive line that was already maybe shabby last year, uh, a quarterback that's coming in and learning his chops, I expect the offense to be behind the defense at this point. Um, I expect Emory, Emory to struggle. Uh, fall count come mm -hmm. around, I don't expect to see a clunky offense or Dan Mullen not be able to mm -hmm. utilize and, and build a playbook around what Emory can do. Yeah, absolutely. No, I 100% agree. Uh, any thoughts on uh, Anthony Richardson or any comments on him on how he? Played? I heard. I heard he he's looking good for where he's at in his uh, process. Um, he's starting to see more reps with the first team. So that's 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 also. I mean, that may be something to look out there. You know, we maybe keep an eye on that. But he's starting to get some rep with the first team. He did spring his hamstring or something in the in the scrimmage, and it kind of slowed him in the scrimmage. But um, th there was some smoke there with him looking okay and decent with the first team okay good deal good deal all right what's running, next what? running back room uh, that's what everybody's really locked in on as far as competition wise uh linger is making a lot of noise linger has entered that rotation of the top three naquan wright is still the leader in that room doing a lot of uh, good things malik davis i mean those are the top three guys right now i'm not sure what's going on with damian pierce Oh, if he where he's at, but I'm hearing those three guys are making a lot of plays in the run game. Opinions? Mm. That that's surprising about Damian Pierce. Uh, you know, I no, I'm not saying he's playing bad. I, oh no, no, I, I, I know. Yeah, these, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, but I, I just but figured what, he'd be in the top we, three. Yeah, from what we're saying, he he's supposed to be one of the top three. Mm. Linger Linger's hitting long stuff. I'm I'm hearing Linger got a lot of bounce in his stuff right now. Bowman is on the injury train. I'm not sure exactly what his his injury is, but it's a leg injury. 
and he's missing practice right now. But the top three backs right now and, and that are making plays, from what I was told, it's not it's not the message boards from people I speak to. Um, mm-hmm. Linger is making a lot of noise. Naquan Wright is the leader in the room. And then Malik is looking good in this read action shit. I, I, I love Naquan Wright. I think that Naquan Wright is Florida's best running back option next year. Um, I think that Bowman, you know, is probably going to be better in his career. Uh, but I think that Naquan Wright has absolutely earned, you know, the right to be the number one running back on this uh, roster. It's great to hear that about Lingard. You know, there was talks of him trying to figure out if he was going to go to a different position uh, or what he was going to do. You know, he's a five-star guy coming out of high school, dealt with some injuries, you know, dealt with, you know, some crowded backfield. And, you know, to be able to earn a running back spot on this roster next year is absolutely deserved to whoever gets it. So uh, I am a hundred percent confident in Florida's running backs uh, next year. Uh, and those carries are going to be, they're going to be uh, sprightly um, or, or uh, limited to, to, you know, a, a select few to, to not over rotate. So I'm excited to see uh, who's out there. I think they all bring something different to the table. Yeah. I'm with you. What do you think? Definitely going to be about? interesting. I mean, it's a I, know you're not, I'm not, I know you're not the hugest uh, Malik fan. What, what, what do you <laughs> think? Listen, about? bro. The, 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 listen, we're we going to be as good as Malik take us, bro. So if he if he's getting better, that's good for us. What? You know what that's, that's a crazy take. We're going to be good as Malik take us this year. <laughs> we'll be good as Emory take us, to be honest. Look, look, because, that's, because, that's the real take. Ahmad, Ahmad, that, that's a hell of an opinion right there. That is one of <laughs> That's why is, we do is, this podcast. Is it, is it then? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah Florida's going to be as good as Malik. We have like Davis. a four man running back rotation. We're not relying on Malik. Is it? Well, well, hell. Every time I see a video, every time I see a highlight, that's that's who I see, bro. And, and to this day, Dan still want him on the field. So Dan can sit up there and act like I'm, I, I sound retarded. But Dan no, whoa, 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 Every year you bounce for him. So you can you can make it like I sound like I'm silly right now, Dan. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but, but Dan, I I I am rooting for Malik Davis. Malik and I been. used to train at the same gym that, with yeah. with my with our friend Rido. You was on, on the ladder with Rido and Malik. Yeah. Okay. Guess who, guess who was number oh, one? Guess who was on the ladder with you? Malik. You beat him. No. No, I didn't. No, I'm. Trying to get at. I'm no, I, you know what? I, I I think Malik Davis has a lot of potential and a lot of skill. Yeah, bro. Uh, I think everybody I, does. I, I, and I, and I, I never said he didn't have skills. I just always, man. I just feel like he can, you know, turn the ball over, put it on the ground when we don't need to. Right. But, yep. I mean, Absolutely. if if he getting better, bro, that's good for us. You know, the better, you know, the better. The no, better I think I think our backfield. But that's the thing. I think that's the question, Amad. I don't think his playmaking ability is there. Is him dropping the ball? And making I think, mistakes. I think his confidence, um, bro. He lost his confidence, bro, and that's what I think it is. Because that we seen some sparks he, last year, though. Yeah, when like, he first came on the sparks. scene, he, like he really was. He was like, hey, you know, he was like almost a breath of fresh, uh, breath of fresh air when he got mm-hmm. in some time. Because <laughs> it was a couple games where he broke some runs, and I'm like, if we didn't have them runs, we'd have been in trouble. So I like to ask then, you about the guys you play with, like when when you when you talk about like like situations. So, have did you see guys around you that lose confidence after injuries like that? Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty common, dog, because you got to understand what, what type of dudes who was pumping in here, right? So you mess around and have an injury, that, that can be your last time ever playing, literally, right? Mm-hmm. Dorian Monroe had an opportunity, oh, right? Yeah. A small window. And in the SEC championship game, I think one of the first drives, Tony Joyner got hurt, and Demo came and played. He played pretty well. 
Now, he didn't play lights out because that's mm-hmm. not how Demo plays. Demo's not one of those guys that's just going to turn the game around. But he's yeah. a guy that's not going to mess up too often, right? So so they had high confidence in him. He was a special teams guy. Man, this man was, was slated to start. It was no way they were going to put me in the game over Demo. I, I could just tell you that. If I go out there and practice better than Demo 100 times, they won't put me in front of Demo. Don't mm-hmm. remember, bro. So that's just how it was. It took an injury, bro. And when that, when it took an injury, that's it a took buzz. another one. Yeah, that's an Iskalo, uh, Igloo brother of mine. Shout out Dorian Moreau. <laughs> yeah, man. But, man, Dorian got doggone when he got hurt. And then uh, they moved, they moved, uh, they moved uh, JC over. The other, uh, what's your boy's name? 24. Um, anyway, they moved him over. He tore his ACL, too. So, you know, you got two. Jeremy Brown. Was that Jeremy Brown? Nah. J- nah, this was my. Yeah, that's my that's the one who always come up in my mind. Jeremy. John, John Jeremy. Davis. John Jeremy John. Brown oh, was ahead of Jeremy Brown was ahead of uh Janoris Janoris and, and who else was in that class? Joe, who was that? Who else? Oh, that was, oh. He was the same age as or he was the same age as Janoris. Um Joe Hayden was on campus. It was gonna be Joe Hayden and Jeremy that, Brown. Oh uh, right. Will Hill came in that class. Right. Yeah, but yeah, Jeremy point. Brown was a big big recruit out of the Orlando area. I like if you follow recruiting, everybody know mm-hmm. what it was. And then yeah, yeah. if you're reading the message board, you heard how he was killing in camp. Preseason, he was gonna be that freshman that was, played right away, and then he, and then he got hurt. Um, and then he never really bounced back. So like, I always want to know, like, we, that's why. We, that, no, we gotta get well, him on the show. That, I want to have a that, conversation with Jeremy Brown. He want to too, bro. So I'm, I'm gonna link with him again. Um, for sure, we gotta make that happen. He, for sure. He he's definitely one. He's a, he's a story of a guy who just never gave up, like what his mind and vision was. Right. So he never. Just because he didn't play football much or he was injured, he was always, always, always in the training room, always, always in there taking care of himself and trying to get over the injury and trying to uh, go to school. I think he got like a master's degree and like all yeah. kind of stuff, bro. And he was here, like so. one of the nicest kids you'll meet, too. I was, yeah, uh, he's, I was he's his, so awesome. He's he so came awesome. on an unofficial visit to UF and I was his host. Uh, just a, just a, a splendid kid. You got him some buns. No, not on the unofficial visit. He was kind of no. in and out with his family, you know. But nah, man, nah, man. You must... <laughs> I don't know, Dan. So, so, I don't know. So, I don't know. All right, all right. So, all right. unofficial visit going on? I'm, I'm reading. I'm reading to this a little bit more. So, all right. So you say not on the unofficial, so on the, on the official. So, they, so you the reason why he came here, Dan? What you saying? No, I didn't say that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what he said. But Flex, I'm saying boy. that I bet part of the reason he came was me. Uh, oh, okay. Well, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that, Dan. You got to flex. Only way, way, only way you got uh, Jeremy I Brown to come here if you provided him the buns. Did you provide him the buns, Dan? Dan, Dan, the bun man. Dan, the bun man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, out of control. Uh, you just <laughs> oh man, no, we'll we'll break it. We'll we'll get into it one of these days, maybe this off season. Uh, I have some great stories of some of uh, the unofficials and official visits that I was hosts for. Because uh, at the end of the day, a lot of it was talking to their parents and stuff like that too. There's some wild wild stories, wild times, but we that's don't have the, time today. That's the Patreon talk. We gotta get into the Patreon behind the scenes. Dan, yeah, man, I got to coordinate setting up the buns. Nah, right. man, listen, yeah, bro. We'll I gotta that. tell y'all how I almost jeopardized my senior year, bro. Coming on my official visit. Uh, elaborate. Nah, man. We, we got, got some time, Ahmad. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we can talk about this off the air. Off the air. No, this is Patreon talk. Yeah, save all that for Patreon. <laughs> We got to Patreon. Yeah, let's get it. Let's that, get the let's get the behind the scenes content. We got to talk about that's this. That's wild, dog. 
All right. Well, we'll do a Patreon show. Remember, uh, patreon.com slash stadium and gay on the next couple of weeks. We'll do, uh, we'll do some behind the scenes stories. Jeez. There's some, woo. Anyway, um, on the offensive line, so let's get into that. Uh, Dan Mullen announced today that Richard Barrage and Ethan White are going to be the starting left tackle and uh, starting uh, left guard. Are you hearing anything else on the offensive line in, in terms of who's who's on the first team or who's playing? That's how that's how I sound like. I, I like that side. Like I'm cool with that side, but I need to yeah. do the rest of my line. The center, I've been hearing Stuart Reese has been getting some reps at center. I don't know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I didn't know who the other tackling guard is, and then I can feel a little better because no. if it's if it's Gene, you already know. Who if it, no, 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 I don't know. You know I need I need, I need Dan to tell me. <laughs> I think that's a little. I think it's a side. This is a um a, 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 a subtle call out by Dan Mullen a little bit for, by him just mentioning his left side of his line. So I think that's it's a subtle said, yeah. call out. Like this is this is his way of saying maybe um this is all I could depend on right now. My right side with Gene Delance at is it's 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 the same as it has always been. Like we may get somebody killed. Yeah, no, I think that you're exactly right. Um, you know, Dan Mullen's not a guy that usually talks about, you know, players by name in situations like this, but to say he feels very confident on the left side and then not mentioned the other three players next to them right. you know, could open up some competition. Like you said, I still think they're trying to figure out the moving pieces and everything else. Like I said, I'm not hundred percent sold on Stuart Reese being the center. I've never seen him snap the ball in my life. Not saying that he's not capable, but the only thing that I do like is how long he's been in John Hevesy's offensive line system and his ability to potentially make some calls and, and do things of that nature. So I think that he might be a value add there. Uh, I just don't know who takes that other guard spot unless it's Josh Braun. And then maybe you put in, uh, you know, Gene Delance, but I, you know, Florida hasn't recruited the tackle position. Well, they have bodies, but you know, a lot of them were developmental guys. All right, real quick, real quick. <laughs> my again, I like to do this. Like, I like to do this. So, uh, speaking of centers and snapping the ball, what was it like when Pouncey was in bowling ball in that ball? No, bro, going <laughs> against uh Miami of Ohio, dog. yo, man, bro, yo, this man was hiking the ball over, <laughs> dog. Bro, I, I you talking just... about ruining my Saturday? No, listen, bro, all I can remember I was like, is, what, bro, they, what is they, going, they going on right now. now? We wouldn't have had that problem if we would have had a six five six six quarterback back there, but we ain't talking about that. So. <laughs> no, what what happened? What was the mood like? Because I know Pouncey's a competitive, like prideful guys. That's what I'm like, saying. He bro. So, so, the ball, nah, bro. Game. So he, was, he was really blow. He was really blowed after that, bro. Like they really after that game, bro. They really practiced that that snap, and he really do it too much. Too much. After, I mean, he did it a few times after that, but he didn't really do it too much after that. But at that first game, bro, was the most awful game I ever seen. Literally, bro. He, like. It's like we couldn't even get inside. And our whole offense. Yo, that was wild. Hey, after Tebow leaving, I've been telling all my friends lies about John Brantley about to be like Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah, I had some good lies. And then he started bowling ball in the ball. Like, game one, I was like, yo, what kind of season (laughs) we about to get into? (laughs) (laughs) Yo. It hasn't been good ever since. Ever since Pouncey bowling ball, that snap. It hasn't been sweet until Mullen came back. Yeah. yeah. Well, he turned yeah. it into an all right career in the NFL, huh? Yeah, he did yeah. all right, but uh. <laughs> he did all right. <laughs> <laughs> what about wee wee? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wee wee. Um what what else are you hearing about the offense of Silk on uh on the wide receiver of the uh, tight end position? Uh my man Weston's starting to make a little noise throughout the uh mm-hmm. Jamarcus Weston, the wide receiver out of Clouston, Florida, a little mug boy. 
out here making some noise. I'm hearing the word receivers, uh, wild talented. Copeland is is the leader in that room doing what he got to do. Shorter is also another dog. But everybody else in that room is struggling to, uh, to get a little separation. Uh, Jamarcus Weston is one of those guys that has been able to get a little separation. So he's starting to see some run with the ones. Um, he also got a touchdown in the Wildcat. Big guy. Uh, in my opinion, I think Jamarcus Weston would have been a blue chip recruit had he had the uh, luxury of being able to do the camps, uh, mm-hmm. uh, enjoy the whole recruiting process, being able to, to to even craft his skills. But he was a guy that had to take care of his family and had to do a lot of business with the fam. So he wasn't, he wasn't able to do the recruiting process. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Mullen fell in love with him right away when he got to UF yeah. and figure out who he was as a recruit and got to see him move around physically. Uh, I think he's going to be a dog. Um, to see him move where he move and, and move up the depth chart in a loaded room, um, I'm excited about that position. But the receivers got to get separation a little bit to help Emory out is what I'm hearing from that position. Yeah, Florida's going to absolutely need these guys to to create separation, create opportunity, uh, even maybe more than you know when Kyle Trask was quarterback. Because I don't I don't think that Emory right now, to, speaking today, has the ability to throw his receivers open the same way. Uh, you know, I'm excited to see what Trent Winnemore might be able to do. You know, Jacob Copeland, this is his year to shine. You know, he was a highly recruited guy. Uh, and this is his opportunity. You know, he's been asking for it, been tweeting about it. You know, here's your opportunity. Uh, you know, like you said, Jamarcus Weston's making some noise. I've heard Jaquavion Frazier's uh, is out there. Uh, Xavier Henderson stole, you know, improving, you know, day to day. And, you know, there's Dejon Reynolds, who was a highly ranked four-star kid, uh, you know, coming out. And then, um, you know, Justin Shorter still on campus. You know, he needs to right. still continue to work on his hands, you know, but there's definitely talent there. I don't think it's as talented, proven talented yet. Um, as you know, the, the past couple of years, but I definitely think that they have, you know, a lot of speed. They have a lot of size. Um, and I think that was the case still potential. last year, though. Like I think last year was one of our most unproven years. Like in hindsight, everybody's saying, "Oh, Tony had a great year," but there's a lot of unprovenness from Tony. Um, yeah. He didn't know a whole lot about Grimes. He wasn't no no spark. I mean, everybody knew what Kyle Pitts could do at tight end, but the rest of that wide receiver room was a lot of unknowns. Um, and I think we'll be fine at wide receiver. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't foresee any problems. I think these guys will be able to separate. I think they'll be able to do what they got to do to make plays. Uh, offensive line is another story. You, you know, I think that's been big question mark since these guys have been here. Um, I don't think we've seen a whole lot of, I would say, progress in the run game. Uh, past game has been pretty decent to, to good. That is sometimes great. I think they pass protection pretty pretty good. You know, I think DeLance is the only real liability last year, but in the, the only, past game. The only in the past game, I think we was like in the run game, something different. I think in the past game, the only guy that was really like shitty was him. Okay. Like who else was this, like, shitty? Who was 51? Reese? Mm-hmm. You tripping. Yeah, Reese is bad. Reese was bad. I think it's, it's worse when you're bad at guard than than than, than tackle in the, in because the pass it's, game. It's, more, it's, it's interior now. On ta- at right. tackle, it's more one on one. Right. You're get so in the pass game, like it, it, it looks a little bit worse when Gene Delance is getting beaten off the edge than a guard. So yeah, I think both of those guys w- w- were really bad. Um, but the pass, the pass pro has been better in the run game. I think with the new. Offense we got going forward that you can't hide that no more. You can't rely on good pass pro because Emory's not a passer. Um, we was able to lean on Kyle Trask's arm. 
him being able to do some things in the pass game and get the ball out quick. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be able to do that with Emory. Now we got to run the ball. Now they got to figure out run blocking and everything else. Or if not, you're looking for a long season. Uh, you guys both played football. I only played intramural. Obviously, it was very good, but didn't. Uh, there's no offensive line, and I know that neither of you played offensive line. I just went but, to Juco. You know, I ain't a mod. Yeah, but so when you when you guys are going through, you know, practice and everything else, what difference does like a running quarterback make? And maybe we'll get an offensive lineman on here one of these days when we talk a little bit about this. Sure, Is it better if you're an offensive lineman and you have a mobile quarterback? Or do you think it's better if you have a more stiff quarterback because you know where their their pocket's going to be? I mean, just just throwing that mobile you know quarterback piece into it, not knowing where they're going to end up, you know, it certainly changes how you have to block and everything else. But I wonder how that could potentially change with you know obviously a more active runner back there. Well, you get when when you got a running quarterback, you get um, more holding calls because <laughs> yeah, when yeah. when the quarterback's on the run. Man, you gotta, you gotta, extended, yeah, yeah, the play extended, and you gotta you gotta hold up that block. So guys feel like they sometimes gotta hold, man, and um, you can't block a guy for forever. So yeah, I want to break that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think real quick, let me get a take. I think um, the mobile quarterback. It, it depends on the offense, right? Like if you got a mobile quarterback that's dropping back to pass, and then he's getting mobile. Uh, you get more holes, but I think in, in, in a damn well offense, when you're doing read reaction shit, RPO shit, it's a little different than a guy dropping back five steps, reading the reading the defense and having to right, escape because, the pocket because there's no because there's no um, you go all fast. Ahmad sounds like God talking to us. Right <laughs> yo, yo, what happened? <laughs> yo. <laughs> Um, Yo, where did you go to heaven? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Bro. Damn, yeah. this that was wild. I was like, like, what happened? It, 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 it sounded like Morgan Freeman. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> um, no, it sounded like Mor- three, Morgan three, Freeman as God right now. Stop it, bro. Shut up. You know I'm, this tonight, bro. I'm trying to, I'm trying to come on. Why that Bill Cosby no Noah bro. thing? <laughs> Yeah, leave all this in. <laughs> no, bro. Go back out. Yeah. Um, what, I, what I was saying is, is uh, you know, when, when you got Muller's offense, what made Trash very, very good, too, um, is we got the ball out of our hands really quick. So going back to what we were saying earlier, is these guys got to create separation because I think in the um, in, in the uh, in the Oklahoma game, we couldn't get no separation. I mean, right. nothing. Our receivers right. couldn't get, get open at all. So if you can't create separation for a quick slant or something like that, man, we got we got we got to do better. Um, but you know, Dan Muller's offense is, is designed to get the ball out the quarterback hands quickly. What you know, Ahmad? Again, I know you play defense, um, so I don't know like what the conversations are like. But like, what percentage of run plays are called like in the huddle, like compared to at the line versus like happen? Like, I mean, do a lot of plays that look like they're plays that like broke down that end up being runs it's, it's, are they designed that it's, way or it's all it's all about numbers man so okay um it, it's, it's called the box like it's how many, how many yeah how many people you got yeah within the within the uh seven yards of the line of scrimmage right right we, we'll go seven so i'm all i know about the so, box he know all about the box he's uh, a box yeah, expert you're the box you're the box expert all right box yeah. and buns uh, there, there you go. go. He set up the box and the buns. That was his drop. <laughs> Boxing bun, Dan. He's the bun guy. Bun guy, Dan. <laughs> they ain't going to have you around here with, 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 with the seated buns, though. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Jeez, man. Anyway, so the number of players that are out right, there so in the box. So when, yeah. when, a quarterback come, when a quarterback come out, he look at the safety. So it's going to always be a two high, one high safety. If we got two high safety, we run the ball. I don't give a damn. what. Because by the time you even run somebody down, we done got four or five yards. All right? right the goal right. is to try to keep somebody under three yards. Right? And that's at, uh, on, on running plays. So we, we keep the average under three yards. But if I see you got too high safety, I'm running the ball. Once that safety starts coming down, then we throw it. When you got guys who, who notice that and pay attention to that and, and teams that do that, then you, then you kind of got to disguise it and come down late, right? With that with, with that happening is you bringing somebody down late. You already – if they're running back pop, you're going to get four or five yards. Yo, real quick. I, li- I, like the, I like all the info. You gave me some, you know. I like I'm that. I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah, I'm learning. Yeah, I'm always learning the game. You always got to be able to learn. So, so, yeah, you got to have an so, open mind to learn the game. Go yeah, ahead. So, you got more. So, got more knowledge. Yeah. So, <laughs> nah, just, just playing playing against like guys like Tom Brady and like and like Drew Brees. Like you, you cannot show what you're in. It's, it's, yeah. Tell me how it, you pick Tom off. Nah. <laughs> nah, I ain't really. Nah. I beat Tom one time. One time, I think. I think. about the preseason. <laughs> I want my flowers, bro. What you, you got to. If you beat Tom in preseason, like, hey, no, when, when, you, when, they took time, when they took time, I'm sorry, take that out. Beat that. That was going off the rails. Yeah, beat that. But if he picked off Tom Brady, of course. No, I ain't picked off Tom Brady. Oh, you didn't? Nah, we ain't gonna keep, we ain't gonna continue that line. All right, I got hype. Nah, because you know, you know, you know, boys start putting, pulling up videos and all that. And, you know, you want a preseason line. game? Yeah, I'm gonna give so you. So we flowers. want a preseason game. When they took right. out Tom Brady, we was already smashing them. So it, and it was a third preseason game where you played just about the whole game. So you know, we did it to them, but they beat us in the regular season. But you know, guys like that, um, they, once they see that safety creeping, they, they're gonna change their play so fast, bro. Because they, it's nothing you you can show them guys that they never mm. seen before. Right. Literally, right. So Real, you, I mean, you gotta, you gotta almost play play it at your best. Real quick, um, how much do you you guys think that uh Brian Johnson played into the pass happy offense that we had last year? Him coming from Houston, Big Twelve, Texas football with all the pass happy stuff they got going. That's not Big Twelve, but Texas football they threw the ball around a lot. Do you think he, his influence was seen on the offense last year? Us going back to Emory with just Dan calling the plays. What do you think? What's your take on that, Dan? Uh, I I don't think I don't think so. I think that that was just a result of Kyle Trask not being a mobile quarterback and and not. Do you think Dan called all those pass plays like that? He has yeah, not I mean, done that ever. I mean, we couldn't well, run the we couldn't run. But the this ball, is so. the first time that he's ha- been that limited. I mean, I don't know all of his Mississippi State quarterbacks, right, right. Uh, but like from what I remember, he's always had somebody that is more mobile. I mean, hell, he turned like a safety or cornerback into a, a quarterback one year, right? But so- he, but also he made that change because who was to all see before? Like no, nothing changed, right? But, but this is no, well, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You hold on. No, you so hold if on. you <laughs> if you go all the way back to when last Spence. Yeah. yeah, you hold on, Dan. Yeah, yeah, you hold on. So if you go all the way back to Dan Mullen's time at Utah when he was coaching Brian Johnson and Alex Smith, right? You know, he was a 
he was a pass heavy guy. He came in. True. Chris Leak, yes, was was somewhat mobile, and they had the Tim Tebow option there. But you know, he was dialing up passes there too. And while Tim was a great runner, he would also dial up passes with him too. So yeah, I absolutely think that he could do it. I'm not saying that Brian Johnson didn't have an influence on that from his but time at happened. Houston and everything else, but but something happened then, right? So like Dan Muller had his OCs. It was like heavy set at one point. Mm-hmm. It was Billy G at one point. But at some point, he changed it when he realized Kyle Trask was going to be the head coach. I mean, not head coach, but the but the, the, the starting quarterback, right? Well, I mean, I don't know if he – I mean, he obviously changes offense because he had to. But, I mean, I think that those are all no, – No, not the offense. He changed the titles. Oh. Well, Yeah. I mean, you you don't know what goes behind. The yeah, scenes. I know. I'm I mean, putting. I'm, I'm like. I'm. I'm painting the picture for you, Dan. Yeah, I got you. I think Billy G couldn't help with him calling plays in that position. If he's going to ask Brian Johnson to help with play calling and constructing his new offense around Kyle Trask, he had to give him the title. Yeah, probably. So I think I mean, a lot yeah. of what we've seen was a lot of influence from Brian Johnson last year with the pass game. I think Brian Johnson had a lot to do with the play calling. You know, I'm going to text him right now and ask him what percentage of plays he called. Yeah, Stand out. by. Hmm. Brian Johnson. <laughs> I, got, um, I got that flex, too. I didn't even text him to find out. This is all my wild guessing. Like, Brian Johnson didn't give me any insider heat. This is just silk uh, going off the whiff of, of what I think happened. Very good. Very good. I said all this to say this. I think Dan Mullen is going to get in his bag with Emory Jones with the run game. Hmm. No, I absolutely think. I mean, Emory Jones – Anthony Richardson, Carlos Del Rio, those are your more prototypical quarterbacks, right, for Dan Mullen. You, you could not pass up Kyle Trask last season, right? Um, right. You know, I think that you, I think you modify, and I think that that's what makes Dan Mullen such a good coach is you modify for the personnel that you have. You know, but I think that this, you know, assuming what we, we see out of, you know, Emory Jones, you know, from a passing perspective is going to be a very prototypical Dan Mullen offense. Um, you know, so, so we'll see. So, hmm. what about defense? Anything on defense other than I know that they're ahead. I know that they're playing well. I know that you know Dan Mullen today says he wants Brenton Cox. You know Hopper. He wants the, his floor it, to be higher and his ceiling to you know. Yeah, Hopper is. Um, I'm here. Hopper is making a lot of plays. Um, so that's that's one of the big things mm-hmm. I'm hearing. I, I, we talked about defensive tackle room. Um, all those guys, the, 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 the graduate transfers, they're looking good. Gravon Dexter's looking good. Um, Watson is looking really good as a true freshman, fresh on campus. Um, so the defense side of the ball is looking good. I don't know who's going to play opposite of Elam. That was my watch thing for the spring. And mm-hmm. I still don't know the answer to that. Uh, outside of that, Hopper's looking really good linebacker. That's what. That's the big smoke and the big news on defense. Well, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about, you know, when he committed, I thought that he was a guy that could have a hell of a career at UF, you know, hasn't had the, a ton of opportunity to play, uh, but he's certainly an athletic guy. I know Derek Wingo's getting some snaps with the ones now too, uh, you know, so yes, sir. you're starting to see the development of, you know, these, these highly ranked four-star and five-star guys come in and be able to make impactful plays for this defense because they absolutely need athletes back there uh, to, uh, you know, to potentially make up for, you know, some deficiencies that they're going to have in the back four. Right. Uh, my cousin's looking good. Uh, Trey Dean, I'm hearing he's looking real good in the back end. Pause. Yeah, I've been, I've been hearing the same thing. Um, right. It seems like they're saying that, you know, it's, it's more fitting for him at safety. So. Oh, yeah, I'm hearing like that Mark, Marcus May type move up, like draft boys type move. Like he's, he's looking real good as far as like a safety. So 
Um, shout out to Trey Dean, man. Yeah, very excited to see what he can do. And I know some of the uh, the draft message boards, I was texting with a buddy of mine that covers, and he thinks that trading is a guy that, you know, with a good season could potentially work his way up into, you know, top three rounds type of draft pick. So, you know, shout out to him. You know, he had a rough season two seasons ago, you know, bounced back last season. I think this season he's going to have a, a great, uh, you know, have a great season. And, and they're going to need him to. They're absolutely going to need him to. Yeah, he's got to be one of those leaders. Uh, I know you're bringing the handcuffs to practice, but they're going to need him to be like one of those leaders in that room and on the defense, period. Yeah. Uh, Chatfield is, is the guy that's making some noise too, getting a lot of sacks, getting mm-hmm. active in the pass rush. Uh, we know everybody else could do Bogle, uh, Brenton Cox, all those guys are phenomenal athletes. But hearing another guy in that rotation like Chatfield getting busy as well is I think our pass rush and our defense, everything's going to look a little better for Grantham this year. Yeah, and I know Zach Carter's uh, playing well. Uh, they've they've been talking a lot about him. You know, I know he's really you know looking to uh, to come back this you know this season. You know, his sixth year uh, on campus to really make some uh, some big improvements um, over there. Um, let me see. Just uh, just fired off a text to uh, to somebody that covers a team. Jason Marshall had a pick six uh, during the yeah heard that. as well. Yep. So. Shout out to shout out to him. Uh, Corey Collier is out for probably the next four to six weeks. He had a knee injury, and then Ethan Pouncey uh, is likely um, going to sit out. Yeah, I'm here here to miss on the special teams as well. Yeah, I heard punters um, are struggling, and I know kickers are struggling. You know, UF does have Jace Christman coming uh, this summer, uh, you know, as a transfer. So I think that there's an opportunity for him to earn that starting spot. You know, Florida has had such a luxury at both kicker and punter over the last few years. Um, you know, to not have a uh, a perennial, uh, you know, all American punter is going to be a, a definite change for the University of Florida. Knox got to earn his check. Mm. Well, anyway, um, (laughs) uh, let's see. I mean, the Uh, running back room is is great, so we can't really like say too much. But yeah, Um, outside of that, uh, I know that Garrick McGee, uh, like I said, talked to uh, the media the other day. Had a lot of great quotes. uh, Talked about what attracted him uh, so much. University of Florida. Florida two years ago had a, a staffer named Ken Zampezi, uh, who was a um, offensive analyst. And when he left to become, I believe he was the quarterbacks coach uh, with the Washington football team, uh, him and Garrick McGee knew each other and, and Garrick had just left. I think it was when he was at Louisville. I could be wrong, but he had just left his position and encouraged uh, him to take a look at it. Uh, it was a defensive you know, opportunity. I think we've talked about it on this show that Dan Mullen likes to hire his analysts for the opposite side of the ball for where they're traditionally have been. So last season, Garrick McGee was a defensive analyst uh, on the staff, and he talked about learning under Todd Grantham and talked about learning defense and, and how that makes him a better, you know, quarterback coach and a, you know, a better, you know, play caller uh, when it comes to, you know, actually calling the plays as offensive coordinator. So um, I'm excited to, to see what, what, you know, comes of him. You know, he's a guy that like we talked about at the beginning of the show was what we considered a safe hire, but definitely a guy that, Right. You know, had a lot of success. You know, you don't just become a head coach, whether it's at UAB or any other program, by just being average. You know, he's a he's a hell of a guy. And, you know, like you know, we talked about on the show, he's getting some rave reviews on the uh on the recruiting trail too. So excited to see what he's able to do with these guys. Yeah, we was in the group chat when that the, the hire first and name first came up and I Googled his name because I, I don't know a lot about the guy, so I Googled his name, just to be honest. Um I just seen he was black and I just knew our recruiting was gonna be still on par with Brian Johnson just because 
that matters in yeah. the crew. And I don't want to get into the to to the you know like the racial stuff, but like that matters on the recruiting trail. And you see that Dan Mullen was least at least knew from being around that guy. Um, he had the wherewithal to know that this guy could fill in for Brian. Um, he knows football. He's coached Lamar Jackson, one of the you know one of the guys is of the big time football players right now in the NFL. So he knew there was something there. Uh, I think it's a good hire. We gotta give him his flowers. When he, when he make bad hires, we are gonna let him know. When he make good hires, we gotta let him know as well. So I think right now, Garrett on paper is a good hire. Yeah, excited to see what he's able to do. Florida, I believe, only has one more week of spring practice before they wrap up, and I think they're going to wrap. What up are we doing spring next Saturday? Are we airing that at all? No, sir. I'm excited can, about that. You can catch it on Instagram, I would imagine. Hmm. Check your local listings on Instagram for the Florida scrimmage. Yeah, I don't, I don't really care. I think most of the time it's scripted anyway, so um, we'll see what we got in the fall. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. All right, boys, any more football talk on your mind? No. Nah. All right. I'm all football out. Well, we let's, let's shout out our friend Lee Friedland of the Law this Firm. Is, this is a mod segment right here. You ready? You ready, yeah. Ahmad? Yeah, you see, yeah, he, he took right. his mute off. He's muted this whole time. He's like, what, what segment do you think's coming up? Gymnastics. No, sir. So, Lee Friedland <laughs> of the Law Firm of Friedland and Associates. He's going to help handle auto accidents, medical malpractice, <laughs> nursing home cases, criminal matters, and personal injury cases in every jurisdiction within the state of Florida. Give him a call. UF undergrad and UF law degree. Great guy. Him and I are actually chatting tomorrow. Super excited to catch back up with him. 1-800-95-INJURED and YourFightHourBattle.com. Again, give Lee Friedland a call. 1-800-95-INJURED, YourFightHourBattle.com. The University of Florida men's basketball team competed in some basketball games since last week. Mm. They lost to Tennessee in the round of eight. Yeah, I'm going to sit this one out. Yeah, and then, yeah, okay. No, that's fine. This is more of an announcement, <laughs> more than a segment of, <laughs> of, of dialogue because we, yeah, we, we've said enough about Mike White on this podcast that he has turned down invitations. <laughs> Uh, so, so the University of Florida does have uh, was uh, selected into the NCAA tournament. They will be a number seven seed, and they will be hosting uh, Virginia Tech at twelve fifteen on Friday. Uh, so it's the first uh, first uh, matchup on Friday. University of Florida, number seven seed. Trey Mann was announced that he's a first team All SEC player, and Colin Castleton has been named as a shout to Trey Mann. Trey Mann been hooping, hooping. Yeah, he's good. Oh, he's a bad man. Pun you know who's not been hooping, hooping? Mr. Scotty Lewis. But anyway, Florida. Yeah, I mean, you got to develop Friday. the guys. You only get, you when you bring the five stars in. Oh, you turn into Mark Rick. If you just want to get five stars for the recruiting trophies, then cool. But you got to get them here, and you got to make them better players, right? Yeah, I mean, I think All it right. made Trey Mann a better player, maybe. You know, know, I don't know enough about basketball. That's all for a debate. So jaded. You know, I, I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I was like, I'm so – and this is like the worst feeling I have. Apathetic about UF basketball. Like, I know they had some big wins this year, and that's great. Um, and, and I'm going to cheer them on every game. But it got to a point where it's just – even when they win, it's not really all that enjoyable to watch. Uh, and then they lose some bad games. They just look disinterested. There's just – there's like a missing firepower to, to a right. point where I'm not even mad – you know, that we lost to Tennessee. I mean, it sucks, but 
just more apathetic. And that's just not a position that you want to be as a, as a fan. Um, and right. I think the fan base more than anything is apathetic because the, the you know, the, the discussions on all the message boards and everything else are like, yeah, like he's fine. Right. So, well, who do you get better? Right. It's like, oh, well, like Rick Patino. It's like, no, Flores. Never I, don't like hire Rick I don't care about who do you, it ain't my job to hire the next up and coming. Like I'm not an AD. Yeah. So I don't have a recruit, a board of up and coming coaches that I may want to hire if I fire Mike White. So don't ask me that question. Hmm. Who am I hire? Um, my take is like I, I just want to talk about like Trey Man, what he's doing, what he got going on. I don't want to get into my Mike White breakdown because um my opinion is well known. Yeah. Um Ahmad, your take on Mike White. No, no, he can't do it. Yeah, we, oh, okay. That's right. We we yeah. we agreed. Um it's a master contract that he can't nah, speak on Mike White. I, I, I ain't doing that. Oh, that's right. Last, the last, last time, time we spoke about Mike White, you got slid Scott, into the DMs. Scott Strickland yeah, was in my DMs, bro. I ain't talking Yo, about that. Yo, so it was Scott, <laughs> then it was bro, Chad. Listen, on your I ass. Don't even, I, I don't even be tweeting. When it's, when it's basketball game on, I don't even tweet no more, bro. I'll, 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 listen, yeah. I'll, I'll put up like emojis. I watch the game out on tweet. Like bro. I watch the game and I won't even tweet about it because I don't want I don't want to come off negative. That, I hate the football the football fans that just tweet negative stuff all day, right? Yeah. So when I'm watching basketball game, like I got good negative tweets. I got some good stuff I can get off. Yeah. But I was just like, no, I'm not gonna get it off because I don't want to be that guy. Hmm. I rather just not say anything to be that negative guy on the timeline all the time. No, nah, yeah. but bro, listen, bro. I you know you always gonna get the people that's like, whoa, well, you know. We have all our players. Oh, you know, it's COVID. Like, bro, come on, bro. For six years, bro. Like, come on, dog. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're not gonna do this, bro. Like, yeah. well, give them time. Well, how much time you need? Like, then one dude was like, "Well, you know, you gotta remember before Billy Donovan, we weren't man, bro. Before Billy Donovan, bro, Billy Donovan came in like '95, bro, and we won two national championships since then. So we just want to automatically go back to what." Yeah, I hate that days. take because Florida like, is a yeah. completely like, different program. Like, yeah, bro. Like, what are you even talking about? Because they're, they've, they've put substantial money into the program. Like, not only just, like, national championships and everything else, but they've put substantial money into the program. They are a national brand. They are right. a team that was really yeah, good when a lot of these kids were growing up, right? Because, like, back even back. outside of the national championships, right? Like, like they were, before they were competing. that, with Mike Miller them. No, but well, for like, real, though, I mean, I mean, how many programs? Nobody that's being recruited this, right now. Oh my! Or uh, Ahmad was was watching basketball when Mike Miller played at the University. No, I mean, <laughs> I, but, but listen, I'm just but saying, like we're, Mike White's not landing guys just because he's an elite recruiter. He also is selling those back to back championships. Like mm -hmm. he's selling what we've done in the last few years. So I think we can just do better. I think um, yeah. whenever a guy's if like, Alabama not, can do as well as they're doing right now, we can do it. Right, and better. Yeah, they ain't got no hardware. Hardware like. Like, tighten up. They already tried. Um, they already tried to compare them with when it, with us winning SEC in football and basketball. We like, hold on. Yep. Right. Yeah. Just, yeah. We make no more Mike question. White. Tape. What, what you got next? I'm All right. right. Yeah. All right. It's almost time for Mod's favorite segment. But before we do that, we're going to give a shout out to our friend Carlton Black with Cardinal Financial. Flips. Licensed in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, and Virginia. Carlton and his team are going to offer all sorts of home loans, conventional loans, FHA loans, VA loans, fixed rate loans, adjustable rate mortgages, jumbo loans, and more. Give them a call. 404-769-5501. Carlton.black at cardinalfinancial.com. 404-765. If you're in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Virginia, 
give him a call. If you're a real estate agent, give him a call. If you are in need of a construction loan, give him a call. If you just want to talk about the beautiful state of Georgia where he lives, give him a call. 404-769-5501. Ahmad, Gator News of the Week segment. You ready? This is bad. Let's, let's hear it. UF women's gymnastics did not compete since last week. They're mm. still the reigning SEC champions. But y- your take them on. Yeah. Man. Your take yeah. on the bye week. We got a bye week, man. We got to rest our bodies. Yeah. Sure. Did you hear about Trinity Thomas, though? You had to rest your, your voice and everything else, too. Oh, I got some gymnastics news outside of them competing. But no, I, tell me about your Trinity Thomas news. Yeah. So, she, yeah, because my daughter came down crying. So, yeah. <laughs> apparently when she was warming up um she came down wrong and hurt her ankle oh no like right like right before the match started so uh she didn't they didn't let her compete so my my daughter was all upset and whatnot and you know just distraught but it, you know we're the number one team in the country you know the, the rifle drops somebody picks your rifle up so well speaking of great gymnastics performers on this team Alyssa Bauman is one of six finalists for the annual AAI award, which is given annually to the top senior collegiate gymnast. So balling. For, yeah. Ball and bombing. Ball and bombing. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to get her in touch with a copyright person to get that uh, branded for her. Uh, so prayers up to Trinity Thomas. Hopefully her ankle gets better. Um, and shout out to the women's gymnastics program that finished the season eight and zero, seven and zero in conference. They start the SEC championship in five days, and shout out to them. Then NCAA regionals are start on April first. Other Gator news of the week: Gators baseball goes three and one with a win over Stetson and then taking two out of three against Jacksonville. Kevin O'Sullivan with the win against. Stetson became UF's winningest baseball coach in history with 557 wins. The men's golf team is going to skip the Tiger Invitational in Auburn because of some COVID protocol and is going to set sights on the Calusa Cup in April down in Naples. Gators across unfortunately took an L to Jacksonville, uh, 12 to 11. They're three and two on the year. Gator soccer continues to struggle a bit in Becky Burley's final season, lost to LSU 2-1. to one. Getting to some more exciting and better news here. Gators softball goes 3-1, and one, beating Kennesaw State and Kentucky. They're 17-2 on the season. Men's tennis beat Mississippi State and Ole Miss. They're balling out right now. They're number seven in the country. Took down uh, two more wins. Uh, I have a feeling that they're going to move up, but I also don't know anything about tennis rankings, so take that with a grain of salt. Women's tennis beat Missouri and Arkansas. Yeah, indoor championships, UF men's finished fourth, and the women finished sixth. Volleyball had two matches this week against Missouri and won both. They're 16 and two on the season. Uh, in other news, Marcus May got the franchise tag with the Jets, so he'll be there for another year. And then Jared Davis today announced that he is going to be signing with the Jets on a one-year $7 million contract. So shout out to those both Gator uh, grads. And then Silk, your Jacksonville Jaguars seem to be struggling with free agents that want to move 
to the beautiful city of Jacksonville. So prayers oh, yeah. up to you. And your like, you just team. want you just really want to be for Jacksonville, don't you? Uh, just just making a uh, just making an announcement here. That's all. Yeah. I don't think yeah. this is year. I think we got to figure out what we're going to do at quarterbacks. So see what Trevor like, and then we spend money next year. That's my take. Oh, oh that's your take. Okay. Yeah. I got yeah. to spend it. You have one of the largest free agent budgets of all time, and you're just going to let it go because you want to see how good Trevor is. Hey, I get it. Because you that's got it. Dan, just because you got it, I mean, you're supposed to spend it. We're about the Dolphins. What, what y'all got going on? Y'all trying to save. Y'all ain't making hey, no we moves. We were 10-6 last season, and we're, we're, we're making yeah, big Yeah, y'all trying to get Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Watson, though. Like, like I, I guess, we got other I stuff guess, going on. I guess a super. I guess a Super Bowl test can just be the referee. Whatever, bro. Nobody talking to you. Right not, now. No, nobody mentioned anything about the Bucks on this here right. show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, All right, bro. I apologize. I'm the ref. Uh, <laughs> well, y'all, do y'all even like Tua? No, we don't. Well, I mean, I think he's okay. I, I would rather have Deshaun Watson. That's for sure. But give mm. me Jamar Chase. Give me some mm-hmm. interior offensive line help. We made a couple trades. We're getting a little bit better. But we're ten and six. We don't have to worry about it. You know. You don't gotta like tell it to me. It look like. That looks like the plan. Right? I'm not the I'm not the general manager of the Miami. You're not, but I'm, I'm just, just saying that, that looks like the plan. Just, just a fan, you know. Yeah. Uh, Silk, so let's get into a brunt read, and then I want to uh, I want to talk about Kewan Ratliff for a little bit. Shout out to my man Greg at Brunt Insurance to Financial Services. Man, we just switched the homeowners insurance over to the uh, Brunt Insurance. Uh, great customer service. Give my man a call at nine five four five eight nine two two zero four, and also be sure to visit bruntinsurance.com. Anything you need, my man Greg's going to take care of you from the front of the deal to the end of the deal. Homeowners insurance, auto insurance, life insurance, renters insurance, anything you need, 954-589-2204 or Big 3. I'm sorry, not Big 3 roll up. Uh, Bruninsurance.com. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, shout out to Greg. I've got a number of people that have policies with him through another one uh, over to him the other day. So. Shout out to Greg. Greg's a good dude. His people are great uh, over there. So big shout out to him. All right, Bro, guys. Greg just bought. Never mind. I talk about it. No, no, no. Yeah, you he can just tell. Bought it. He just bought a Bentley. You seen it on Facebook? And he bought a, a, a Hyundai Genesis, which I'm looks sorry. like a Bentley. Oh. That's okay. Tiger Woods drove it when he got in his accident. It saved his life. So it'll save Greg's life too. You should just cover that Bentley. I was trying to sell well, Greg. Yeah. It's a hybrid Bentley Hyundai Genesis hybrid, you know? It's like the uh, price, of, price of 300 but a truck, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. I want to talk a little bit about Kiwan Ratliff. So since March 3rd, so over the last two weeks, Kiwan Ratliff has been wanting to have some fun on the timeline, talking about his top five quarterbacks. And oh, I guess he goes through every position that he saw play. I want you guys to tell me if you guys disagree. And I'm just going to pick a couple. He well, got said a safety, that you got the safety shit. I do. I'm pulling it up right now. Let's go. All right. So oh my God, on, you ready? Oh no, I just, he I'm doesn't. This gas. I thought Dan was going to ask this question. So I was oh, very good. Um, he doesn't have safeties <laughs> yet. He does not have safeties yet. So we'll talk about that whenever he does have safeties. So he mentioned at quarterback top five quarterbacks in his mind are but that he, he putting up that he's seen play. Yeah, that he saw play. Rex Grossman, Tim Tebow, Danny Werfel, Chris Leak, and Shane Matthews. No Kyle Trask in there. Were you guys surprised? I like it. Um, are you surprised? No, uh, no Kyle Trask. But you, but nah. I mean, nah, because 
when when you really think about it, the guys that's that's he put up there, dogs. They, they are dogs, man. Like dudes that want SEC. Like oh, and, and Tra- Trass is a dog, but and he, he may dog, age. But... He may age. It's just so fresh, so mm-hmm. it may age. But on on. But on, I don't on, know, bro. Because how many SEC Shane Matthews on? Um. Put, least, put it like this: everybody you're not moving, Shane. You're not, yeah. Moving, yeah, you're not moving, Shane. Well, yeah, and that's yeah, what so, I was just so, gonna so ask. That's what I'm you. saying. Like everybody on that list has won at least one SEC, I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, you can't get rid of Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman should have been Heisman Trophy. Absolutely winner. not. Tim Tebow, obviously. Rex should have won a Heisman. That's yeah. what I'm trying to tell you, bro. So, so, so you Kyle almost got three Heisman quarterbacks. Rex was definitely robbed. Yeah. Yeah, Rex was robbed. Let's see other position groups that have some interesting takes on them. Running back room. I want to hear what your guys' thoughts are here. Fred Taylor, Emmett mm-hmm. Smith, Eric Rett, Seatric Faison, and Mike Gillisley. That's Any my of those order. Names surprise you? That's my order. I don't know about Gillisley though, bro. I, I would like Rainey over oh, maybe one of those scat backs over over Gillisley, yeah, or maybe because, even because, because nothing against Gillisley. Gillisley was a he's a dog. We talked about he's a dog, but besides 2012. It wasn't really a Gillespie. They right. should just gave him the ball more because cause he got busy. That year, he, it was I, just well, him. He, got, that, he really got that, busy. Remember, he, he was injury, bro. He, he kept getting his hamstring hurt. You see what I'm saying? No, nah, they just kept going scat back until bro, Muschamp he was got injured, there. Bro. <laughs> he was hurt. He kept – because he pulled – I'm going to tell you when he pulled it. He broke against Georgia, bro. Up the side yeah, right, against Georgia. Yeah. He, one of them times he pulled it, and he can't never get it right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So who you got over uh, Gilly in that spot? Uh, um, I would potentially have Chris Rainey. I think Lamichael P. Ryan um, probably had a better, you know, I like Rainey. Yeah, like P. Ryan, bro. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like P. Rainey over P. P. Yeah, yeah. Rain man, me. It's just Rainey could do so much, bro. Like he, you could put him anywhere. Like, you can put him at wide receiver. He's an electric. Yeah, bro, and he's gonna get there. So. Uh, I'm not mad at Gilly. I'm not mad at Rats top five, but if not I, I, a, I, I could, no. I could sub, no. I could sub Gilly out for a couple other guys. But other than what? that, I like what he. Yeah. Now nah, is he putting these in the order, or he's just throwing them out there? Nah, he's just throwing them out there. No particular order. He said. All right, because I like the order of Fred at one. Let me just throw <laughs> that out there. Yeah, but that's that's yeah. gonna be off. That's gonna be off the dribble. Because not for everybody. I'm, I'm off the dribble for me. You can okay. tell me, Emmett, you can tell me, Emmett Smith. You can whatever. Fred Timmy. So Dan, where you at with it? Uh no, I think that I I think I think that there's I think that there's a couple people. No, Mike Gillisley would be the only one, and I and I think that he was a, an underrated guy. Uh, I do think uh, in my opinion was a little bit better. I thought that Ernest Graham, uh, you know, was probably a right. bit better. Um, you yep. know, but but certainly, you know, they have a different eye than I do. You know, um, Robert Gillespie had you know had some time. You put you put uh, Gilly ahead of Deshaun Wynn too. Mm. Wynn ain't really. Wynn yeah, ain't probably. Really yeah, yeah. yeah. Win yeah. was Win was there at a great time. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, Win was really good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I I think that he's also a product of. You know, just some really serviceable, you know, offensive lines nice. and some other weapons yeah, that bro. You you put, know, you kept put, some of the attention yeah. off of him. Hmm. But let's see other things that he mentioned. Let me go back. 
Hmm. Top five offensive utility players. He has Chris Rainey in here. He has Percy Harvin, Kadarius Tony, Chris Rainey, Trey Burton, and Jeff Demps. Utility players. I think that was his catch-all for everybody that's not a, uh, you know. I don't think he's done wide receivers. He isn't the position. I want to debate, debate. Oh, he, he has wide receivers. Okay, we'll do that next. All right. So anybody that you think that Florida's missing, you know, besides Percy Arvin, who, who who could I be missing? A utility players because I feel like I miss. Um, what what's my name? Elijah Williams. Mm, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You play DB and running back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's a guy to be throwing in that mix. I'm trying to think utility players that, that we could possibly be missing. You got, you got, you got fear for. Yeah, I think that he, I think he's talking about just offensive um, utility. utility. Okay. Yeah, okay. not not okay. just okay. like special okay. teams okay. and everything else. I think okay. that that's okay. a pretty good list. And then that's wide receivers: Jabbar Gaffney, Ike Hilliard, Redell Anthony, Jacquez Green, and Chris Doering. Funny that four of those guys played on the same team at one point. But hold on, he ain't say Percy. He had Percy he, under he that utility player because you know everybody was man. That, that, that's that a, that's that safe. Yeah. Oh, he he. Right. You ain't slick. Just, yeah, yeah Rat, Rat needs to stand in the paint a little bit harder. Yeah, that's slick. Put so, Percy in the utility spot. So Jabbar, Ike, Riedel, Jaquez, and Chris Doring. Hmm. I mean, that's tough. I mean, it's tough to replace. You, you've got some people. All right. All right. I'd rather have – no disrespect to Doring. He's great. Yeah. That's, that's my man. Give me Bubba you, Cobb. You, you be respectful. You take Bubba Cobb. Oh, I'm a Bubba fan. Oh, Bubba, give me my Bubba pops Caldwell. a big Bubba fan, man. Um, Bubba Caldwell. Ah, that's a tough one. That's yeah. what I'm trying to tell you. You talking about consistent? Mm-hmm. Bubba. Reliable. Bubba. Yeah, yeah. Bubba. Yeah. Both Caldwells were, were, were fucking was, was stamps, bro. Right. Yeah. Stamps. Them boys, them, them like boys. That. Yeah, them boys was stamps. <laughs> like when well, you hear Cal- can, can you, you use that? Yeah, yeah, bro. For sure. For sure. Shout out to the see some lingo there. Them boys were stamps out there. Stamps. That means you official. You ain't got to check yeah, in when you, you go into in. that hood, yeah, Dan. You stepped in, Dan. You ain't even gotta you ain't gotta ask about nothing, Dan. You just you just pull up. Big step. Yeah, there you go. I really like that phrase. I'm going to use that tomorrow. I'll let you know how it goes. All right, right. Uh, Stamper, no, I said, a new stepper. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I wrote down some names. I had Andre Caldwell. Um, I had Jack Jackson. Um, I had Dallas Baker. Um, I had Willie Jackson. Um, he's not not a guy that I got to watch play much. I was young. I'm um, Taylor Jacobs. Um, but there's a lot of names, you know, on that uh, on Chad that list. Jackson. Yeah, he got Chad Jackson. It was good. Shout out to him. He just uh, a couple months ago just got a, a certification to. Oh, uh, uh, you forgot the Gaffney. Oh yeah, Gaffney's on the list. Shout yeah, yeah, all Gaffney's on that list. Yeah, that's another name. Caldwell's and the Gaffney's. Gaffney. Gator names. Yeah. Cole yeah. Peppers. Brantleys. <laughs> you know, I, I thought if he would have, you know, stayed out of, uh, you know, some of the injury room, I. Th- Thought that you know Antonio Callaway could have been that guy. Um, you have a, you just have a lot of names, you know, and hey, then bro, obviously Antonio uh, Callaway. Oh my god, he might be up there. Utility players, he might have no, not utility wide receiver. Like he may yeah. be up there because because well, listen, he the only person that scored five uh, touchdown five different ways, bro. Yeah, the only person I feel I think he threw a touchdown. 
He ran one. He caught one. He ran a kickoff back. Quez, and a now Quez did all that. I think Quez got the Quez most touchdowns. Quez one. Yeah, he did. Which one? Quez <laughs> threw one, right? Amon wants you to name the play. Quest, Quest scored a touchdown like three different ways. He ran one, he caught one, he threw one. All in the game. That's a fact. All right. What about his kick return and punt return? I know he ran punt return back. So did he ever run the kick back? In the same game that he threw in no, all no, day. No, no, in the, in the career. In the career. Yeah, he's returned a, a punt in his career for sure. No, I know I know punt, but I don't know about kickoff. No, I don't know about kickoff. Don't give me long. Five, thing. let me know. I know you listen to the show. Five, let me know. I don't uh, know. Yeah, five, we're going to have to ask him and see what he say. All right. Um, top five Gator defensive ends. Again, just picking random ones here. Kevin Carter, Alex Brown, Carlos Dunlap, Derek Harvey, and Dante Fowler Jr. What curse at? I don't know if he might have put him at linebacker. I don't think he's done linebacker yet. Um, I think Curse could have been on there. I think some that, list him as an offensive, I mean, outside linebacker, but I mean, he put I his think, hand in the dirt. I think Jarvis Moss could have been, you know, on that list. I'm trying to think of uh, who he else. must have got Curse at outside linebacker. Yeah, I ain't mad at it. If that's the case, I ain't mad at it. Yeah, it's it's not a bad, not a bad list. Trying to go through. I see if I can find anybody else here that uh, we forgot about. Um, yeah, I think that that's. Yeah, I think that's a good list. I think that's a good list overall. Um, you know, Jakai Polite. Did he mention? Did I mention Alex Brown? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Polite is up there. Yeah, right. Polite was good. Polite was good. Um, you He's like wanna... historically good, though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, he is the tied for fifth. Um, right. In a single season for most sacks in a season, he right. eleven. Right. So he's up there, and that's just two behind Alex Brown, who has the record uh, for thirteen in nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a crazy year as well. Shout out Alex Brown. That was a crazy year to watch. Um, he came a little while out of the curse, so we was getting a good little spill of DNs at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was incredible. And then we're still waiting on him to do some DBs and some safeties. I'm waiting to see if he puts himself in the top five. You know. I'm ready to see if he leaves it. Um, I know you didn't listen to the last show, um, but we've been talking about it behind the scenes, and we want to see what he puts you at on this list. Listen, bro. I know you're watching. Tell the truth. My, my, Tell the truth. My, 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 putting me on the list, I, I, know I'm to, I know I'm top five, bro. I'm not even worried about that. If he leaves you off, what you going to do? I'm just saying. Yeah, if he the, leave cor- you off, the, cornerback, the, the cornerback room is, what, is what's going to be tricky. No, let's get back to the safety room. If he leaves you off, what you going to do? It can't be. I mean, it, that's his opinion. But you can't even name probably three, two who better than me. I did. I, I told. I said on the show I, how I feel where you at. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. If Rat you know, leave you off, do we not invite his, invite him to the picnics? Nah, that's that's my man. That's always gonna be my man. But you know, that's his opinion. It's it's just real hard to name four other uh, five other people that's better than me that came through here. That's Come on, who, who would you put as your top four? Safeties besides yourself, obviously. Um, Reggie Nelson for sure. Yep, that that I seen play. So I know we say Lewis Oliver, but I never seen him play before. Hey, Lewis, yeah. a dog. Yeah, um, as, 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 as a guy that grew up from Belgrade and, and idolized right, so, so, uh, Lewis, Lewis, Lewis was everything they said he was. So I love Reggie Nelson. Right. Yep. Um, I love Matt Elam. Mm-hmm. Five six um, one. I love Mage. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna show you another one that a lot of people don't know about Todd Johnson. Oh, Todd Johnson. Ooh. Go look at the stats. Stats don't lie to you. 
I lied to you, and, and the girl lied to you. I said, "Who? Well, who you left out?" Tell me. I ain't, ain't. Don't get me started. Just tell me, because because Lawrence, right? You left yeah, out the obvious yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, him, I'm Jar- you him and Jarvis Williams. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, you, if, you probably if I, got, if I gotta go five, if I gotta go five, yeah. then Lawrence. But you, I gave you four. Are you gonna leave you out for Lawrence? That's how you feel him? No, I said we're not naming you. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I've heard some good things about him. I think Ahmad that you'll probably be in the top five. I mean I'm I'm oh, willing to, to bet. Hey <laughs> man, the proof, the proof. Hey man, give my dog his flowers. The proof's in the pudding. I love you, my <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and tell him. I'm sorry, beat that out again. Uh uh. Get your beep on Cam. But uh Ahmad deserve uh top five. He's top five again. I'm a Gator fan. Uh that's my boy and all, but if just being unbiased as a as a per gator purist, Mar- Amaz top five safety for sure. And then, do you guys want to discuss kicking and punting, or are you guys fine? No, I'm good. I'm cool. We'll, okay, we'll bring yeah, Nick yeah. on to do that next week. Yeah, all right, very good, very good. If if you, if you really want to really want to talk about something, talk about top three. But anyway, oh yeah, yeah, hey, hey, hey. hey. I don't want to get I don't want to get too boastful for you. You know what I'm saying? This you, you gotta sell yourself. But to the you know, fans. I don't want to do all that because you know, top three. I mean, I ain't talking about that. Yeah, going. They're gonna let you know. You gotta, I ain't gotta. They'll let you know if you. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. Let me know. But nonetheless, so, you know, I've got I'm a, just blessed I, to be on the, on the list. To be honest, bro. So if, I, I've if, got a, yeah. I've got a question for you guys. A, a hip hop question. Is Plies a Gator fan now? Be now that Willie's gone. <laughs> what? Plies is tweeting about C.J. Hawkins. Yeah. He's hyping okay. them up big time. Um, yeah, it's, it's safe to tweet about Gator players that are committing uh, out of the Tampa area right now. Yeah, very good. Well, that yeah. that that's what I got, guys. That that's our show. So we got to give our friends at Manscaped an ad read. Big shout out to them for re-upping. I'm actually wearing my Manscaped shirt right now. Oh, I miss. I got bleach on my shirt. I got a new shirt. No, nah, um, bro. Like so, on the back it says. Manscaped, your boss will thank you. So, like, I forget it says that shit. So, like, when I go to the grocery store, bro, yeah, bro, I'm, like, sitting in, in like, in Walmart one day, and I look down, I said, oh, shit, bro, like. You got to get, like, can't, you got to get a uh, Spencer shirt that says Big Meat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wear that, bro. My daughter would be looking at me like that. <laughs> right. right. Where the Publix and watch, so, the, watch so the meat we'll, lately. We'll get, you, we'll, get you, we'll, get, we'll get you a shirt made. And sent or get your shirt and sent over to you. Shout out to manscaped.com, the best of the best when it comes to man's grooming. Um, be sure to visit manscaped.com, buy the lawnmower 3.0, uh, shower proof, snag proof, not cutting anything. Uh, they got the the weed whacker for your ears, like all that weed hair, um, the weed yep. footage, all foliage, your weed hair, yeah, foliage, <laughs> all, all your weeds, you know, in the nose and the nostrils, all the ears. The weed whacker, get that out of there. Uh, use coupon code SG at checkout for 20% off. Free shipping. Manscaped.com. Best of the best. And man's grooming. So I'm on their um, website right now. They Shopping? have... No. I mean, just looking around, you know, putting some things in the basket for when I want to buy. So they have something called the Crop Mop, which is for your your balls, your butt, and your body wipes. Yo. So it's with uh, cooling aloe vera gel. I'm gonna um, let you try the butt shit first. Uh, uh, oh, the dude wipes. 
Not the dude wipes. You said <laughs> something hey, else. Yeah, no, it's just for your balls, your butts, and your body. They're white. Your butts. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna you're, you're right. one butt. I only have one butt. You're right. I only have one butt. Your butts. <laughs> your butts. Oh, jeez. You guys are wild. <laughs> no, you're wild. <laughs> I got more than one butt, bro. <laughs> it's a wild party. Get out of here. <laughs> you guys got to get out of here. <laughs> this show went off the rails a while ago. <laughs> That's insane. Ooh. Shout out to Manscaped, man. Best sure. of the best. When it comes right. to uh, grooming the butts. Hey, let me know when you get the butts care. Hey, let me know how that works off for you. Yeah, let me know. I'll have to send a double order, right? Yeah. That's funny, Just for bro. You. Let me know. If it works out for you, then send me mine. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. I'll let you know how my butts are doing. <laughs> out of control, bro. Oh, my gosh. So, I think you have the song of the week, my friend. Oh, uh, do I? Uh, I'm going to keep it chill. Last time I was wilding out a little bit. <laughs> All right, people going to be at you in the DMs. Those are your that's your music. Hey bro, I ain't even gonna cap, bro. I came on the radio the other day and I was like, bro, this song wild, bro. I never actually listened to it to the end. So I'm like, that's well, you know, when people listen to the show, they probably hear the music and then they turn it off. Like, bro, they really listen to the songs. So I'm like, yeah, bro. Like, yeah, yeah bro, thing. it's all the way through, bro. Yeah, shout out to the people that slid into my DMs and say they now listen to Crawford and Power because of this show. You're welcome. Yeah, it may have been uh, just once this week. All, all one, shout out to the people that hit my DMs too. It was like, yo, what is Ahmad <laughs> playing? He's wilding. I was wilding on that week. <laughs> that one week. <laughs> and I let me know. get some. I'm gonna get some soulful stuff. Let me get some uh, the staple singers. Uh, let's do it again. Some vibes, okay. man. Okay. You know, okay. I got to okay. keep with my aunts and uncles this weekend. So some vibes. Okay. Yeah, I'm here for all that. Well, same time, same corner next week, boys. You know yeah, the vibes. Yeah. Hey, we got um, Jordan uh, Harold coming on next week. He's the uh, the head of the graphics department at UF and and all that. So it'll be a, a fun conversation to have with him next Let's week. Let's go, boys. Peace. See you next week. Peace, peace.